Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This is your host, Super Champ Chuck. We back at it with another episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share all your social media platforms. And yes, did you make the 53? That is the question we are all waiting on as we approach the two-day Tuesday's deadline for roster cuts and everything. So let's go and introduce the panel here. Uh, my guy coach is on the top right, my guy D Max on the bottom of the screen. Uh the Chiefs finished the preseason two and one. They won 33-32 yesterday. Um, so Deshaun Watson blew another lead in Arrowhead. <laughs> Sounds familiar. But anyway, uh, that's a joke. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> terrible joke. But anyway, but anyway, man, let's get to the let's get to the main topic at hand. Um, first and foremost, I did see that Jakeen Grant season did end, unfortunately. Uh, you know, that's unfortunate because he was gonna be one of the top return guys in the league, you know, for Cleveland. So uh it's unfortunate for him. But I mean, how you guys feel about the performance yesterday? Oh, I got a Deshaun Watson joke. Did that did that loss rub him the wrong way? <laughs> All right, I'm glad we're getting this out of the way. What's up, Brent? How you doing, man? How you doing? <laughs> but anywho, but anywho, yeah. let's go ahead and start with the wide receivers, man. Uh ISM made some noise again yesterday. Put up another stellar performance for his standards. Uh-huh. Uh, Rasheed Rice had a case of the yips, unfortunately, at a uh-huh. wide open touchdown. He could have had, but he dropped it along with three other drops or two other drops, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But then Justin Ross made his presence known in the red zone. Uh, we we just interested to see what his role is actually going to be like. But you know, D Mac put out a short today uh, based on that video he did this um, from State Scheming the other day. Uh, basically giving us a little, little preview of what his role is going to be for the most part. So, how y'all feeling about the wide receiver court, man? Hey, the, we we had a list, or DMAC had a list that we all kind of – we had some names on there of people who needed to step up and perform. And most of those guys did. Um, I would say Ism was on that list. Marcet was definitely on that list. Um, who else was on that list? Khalif was on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, cornerback, though. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm just oh, saying the people that was on that list of that we needed to see perform, okay. and I think they all stepped up. Ism or Marset, he definitely had Brett Veach tossing and turning last night. He he made he made a very strong case before he went to take it to to uh, trial. Like he made a very <laughs> before, before he turned it over to the hands of the jury. He, he had a very good case, and he made a very, very strong case. I don't think he makes the roster, but he's in the conversation. So what are we going to do? Is he a trade bait? Is he or somebody else? Did he make somebody else available for trade? But like I said, he made a strong, very rock-solid case of making his roster. So good luck to the kid, man. I, I, I would prefer, I think, I think he did enough to make the 53 uh, from the wide receiver standpoint, but it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? So we shall see by 3 o'clock Tuesday. Why we got to wait till Tuesday? Jesus Christ, get it over with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so by Tuesday at 3 o'clock, when, which, knowing the Chiefs, they're going to wait till Tuesday. 235 to release their list of people they got rid of. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't care about none of us. <laughs> but 
Yeah. I, I do think that there's a, a little bit of a, a, um, a time of ramping up here that's being done. I think that you saw Amir Smith-Marset perform at a very high level, and I think that he's a guy that over the next 24 to 48 hours is going to be talked about um, as trade possibilities if somebody comes calling because there's just not room enough for him on this 53 as it currently stands. Unfortunately, um, we'll see, uh, you know, Anika Remigio going on IR here. Uh, we haven't had that move happen yet. We'll see what ends up happening uh, from that standpoint. Um, you know, the wide receiver room in general, though, I, I feel good about. I, I, what I've seen from this uh, preseason is these guys go into the roles that I expect them to. Uh, Sky Moore has the full trust of the coaching staff, and, and it appears Mahomes as well. That's the reason why he's played limited snaps. Um, MVS is the same. Justin Watson we've seen work in, but also pretty much go out early for the same reasons. Um, we haven't seen Kadarius Toney. Um, obviously, he got hurt uh, for punt return attempts into, uh, into training camp. And so we, we don't know exactly what it is. We heard that he might practice for week one. We'll see exactly what ends up happening there. I still think that that's a quick turnaround for him because, again, he hasn't done anything at camp this year. So it, it's a totally different thing to get ready for the season. Go ahead. How much was that a blessing in disguise for the Chiefs? If he's I know you don't, want, you don't want that to happen. Yeah. But this, I mean, it couldn't have went any better. For the Chiefs, they found out not only do we have six guys, we might have nine guys this that, that can make contributions to this roster. Like it, it's an injury is never a good thing, but uh, this is this is the this is the knock on Tony, and it it was turned out to be the best thing that ever happened because a lot of these guys we arguing about right now, I don't think they make this roster if Tony doesn't get hurt. I think that. The way that they had been talking about Tony the entirety of this offseason, I think that he would have gone in the same group with um, with Sky, MVS, and Watson, where he just wouldn't have seen that many snaps in preseason. So we still would have gotten looks at Rasheed Rice, Richie James, and Ross, in my opinion. Uh, but as far as the first team is concerned, obviously those snaps are precious, and we've seen more of those guys because Tony hasn't been there. So it could be a blessing in disguise, but I think ultimately that's going to come down to if – Kadarius Tony is healthy for this season when it matters most. <laughs> that's, that's really what it comes down to. But look, they, like you said, the wide receiver room has shown one through 10, if you're including Remigio and Cornell Powell, in my opinion, who both had, had, were having good camps before they ended, before Remigio got hurt. And obviously, we've gotten to the end of the line here with Powell, um, a guy that I hope does make it onto the practice squad. But yeah, this wide receiver room is deep. But as far as the guys I expect to make this 53, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far. Yeah, I want to touch on what uh, our friend of the show, Brian B. Shine, he's been on here twice. I want to touch on what he said about ISM. And it's like, yeah, but at the same time, like, dog, we got so many dudes, man. Like, it, some, unfortunately, somebody got to go. Um, he, he, he mentioned a comparison with Joe Horn. He said, y'all remember Joe Horn when we first had him in Kansas City and he bought out for the Saints. And then we drafted Sylvester Morris right after we let him go. And you said, don't make the same mistake. Keep ism. So, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, dog, unfortunately, there's like a roadblock in his wide receiver court. And it's nothing against him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's been in the league for a while. And he's not that bad of a role player. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, I mean, I see if, like, if I am Sim, if I assume does get an opportunity here, he gets an opportunity somewhere else where he finally is able to play and show his ability, at least, like, at wide receiver three, wide receiver four, then we might be able to see that, but I don't know, bro. I just don't know if there's any room for ISM at this point. 
It's just not, bro. It's just. It just is what it is. It's just not enough room on a 53 form. We're not keeping eight wide receivers. It's just impossible. Seven is already historical. Yeah. Eight is impossible. It's just not going to happen. Yep, you know I'm what I'm right saying? There. Like, if you keep eight, you start cutting into vital parts of this of this roster. It's just – I mean, we hate it for the kid. We love the kid. You know what I'm saying? But – I mean, it's gonna happen. There's some other guys that 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 I like that probably aren't gonna make this roster. Like mm-hmm. you can't get attached, man. It's just this just is what it is, man. Front of the jersey, always. And it, Ism, um, Prince, P. Ryan, these are all guys. Uh, Cornell Powell, who? Oh my God, Cornell, where was this last year? Right. If we would had this last year, we wouldn't even have this. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a totally different argument if he showed what he's showing now last year. You know what I'm saying? Or if he would have came in ready to hit the road his first year, his rookie year. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it just is what it is, man. It's no, it's not enough room, man. <laughs> it's just not. And this is a good problem. This is a great problem, problem to have. Absolutely. It's an excellent problem to have. But like you said, it's just <laughs> some of these guys are going to have to go. Um, but hopefully we can keep a few here in-house. Um, I think that the seven that we've talked about here, um, obviously, you know, the MVS is the sky, the Watts and the, the Tony, um, and then Bryce Ross and Richie, those are the seven that are going to be locked into this 53. And then you just see maybe maybe ISM gets traded, can bring us back some draft capital. Maybe Cornell Powell can make it to the, the practice squad and uh, Remigio ends up on IR and, and things move on. And uh, we can we can have a little bit of wide receiver depth as we go through the season. But to to this point, I, I I am encouraged by the wide receiver room, and I think that's a very good development. That's really as far as this offense is concerned. Um, we we've obviously had the the tackle question coming in of, of how Donovan Smith would look, Jawan Taylor coming into a new system. I think that you've had the wide receivers and tackles been very encouraging, and that's really the only two places of concern as far as this offense is concerned. It's uh, it's two it's, perceived yeah. weaknesses too. Those are those were looked at going into it. Wide receiver looked weak. Tackles look weak, and and we were encouraged by both of those areas, both of those groups, right I, now. I I'd even say the the tackles were a weakness last year. <laughs> I mean, it, when you both give up, you know, the, the top or bottom five and pressures given up throughout the season, that is a weakness. Um, and and so it seems to be something that's been approved upon this year, as, as I theoretically expected. But obviously, you want to see it happen. Um, and, and same thing for the wide receivers. It, there's a diversity of talent here that I think is deeper than it was last year, and that's important. Yep. And like, and like, um, just to, just before we get up, uh, I ism, I'm getting used to calling him ism, you know, if, unless he's not on the team anymore. But uh, but ism, no. Um, I remember, I remember him earlier in the week when he was interviewing Steve Walls. He said like he was tired of being a journeyman. He's like, it's like his, these these things. It was third team in three years. Or something like something to that nature, mm-hmm. and then and then like after the game, after that performance he had yesterday, he was like, "I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers in the league." Mm-hmm. Um, so like, whether it's here or whether it's somebody else, you know, I just hope he gets opportunity. And if he, when he gets the opportunity, you know, we'll see if he shines, continues to shine. So you know, I wish him the best of luck, no matter what happens. Yeah, no doubt. That's no that doubt. wide receiver confidence right there. I, I definitely hope he gets his shot onto the team. So the yeah. next receiver I want to talk touch on is uh, Rasheed Rice. Uh, Rasheed Rice had a huge case of the yips yesterday. Uh, like I said, three or four drops. One could have been a touchdown. But in that second half, though, I like the fact that 
Uh, Blaine Gabbert went right back to him, and he caught two passes and didn't drop any the rest of the game. But, I mean, what was y'all overall assessment on Rasheed Rice yesterday? I mean, was it like just a confidence issue, like after the first couple or, or what? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that uh, he, he got a little bit of uh, confidence taken away from him there, but uh, there's a reason why they went right back to him just to reestablish it. I mean, it's not – it's not a mechanical thing. It's not something that he, he significantly struggled with with college. It, it was just it, he didn't have a good day as far as catching the ball. And, look, we've seen even the best of wide receivers here in Kansas City have those issues too. So I, I'm I'm less concerned about it, A, from the standpoint of, again, he's wide receiver seven or six on this team currently. Like he's not planning to play a lot. Um, and, and, B, because the things that I've seen from him, I needed to see his talent, his explosiveness, his ability to, to get down the field as well um, and make difficult catches when asked to in traffic, and he's done that. So uh, the, his little jitters yesterday, as Brent said, I'm not necessarily all that concerned about it. Yeah, yeah, jitters. Uh, but, man, you can't drop that one. Jesus Christ. I think he was just so wide open. It was just like it just took so – it probably – Felt like like it was like 0.5 seconds, but it probably felt like three minutes to him. Yeah, get it here, get it here, get here, get here, get here, get here. And everybody was thinking of the dance he was gonna do because he was it was nobody gonna catch him. And it's one of those throws where, like, if you've ever played baseball and you're playing center field and you have to like look over your shoulder to try and track the ball, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And and Blaine's throw, even though he he did the right thing, I get there's a whole different conversation about quarterback two as well. Blaine set that up because he saw the cover zero happening, but he just, it held him up. It was just so long. He was just like, ah, and it ended up dropping. It is what it is. Um, obviously you want that preseason highlight, but it's preseason. That's when you want those, uh, those judges to go ahead and get on out. Yeah. Mahomes would have thrown it in stride. It would have been great. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, He's not John Baldwin. Relax. Yeah, let's get that out the way real quick. Jesus like, Christ. Rasheed Rice ran way better routes than John Baldwin ever did. Like, well, you ask a few people, he's, he's Cordell or he's uh, Cordell Patterson, so you never know who people Cordell make Cordell Patterson? What the? Comparisons to. Who said that crap? Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, that's beside Jesus. the point. Um, that boy's still mad about that loss, man. Jesus. It's, we about to start a new football season, man. Stop crying. crying. Who cares? It's okay if he's still mad about it. But anyway, though, uh, Rasheed Rice, he still showed the ability to run Chris Rouse and get open. It's just that the hands, that's the only thing that was the issue with him yesterday. But, you know, after those two catches he got, I mean, hopefully that'll build his confidence back up moving forward. And another man, thing, another thing that, another thing is uh, playing. Plane went to the sideline and, and coached him back up. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. in that situation, immediately in that situation, you they cut to the camera of him coaching him back up, man, to keep him in the game. So, I think that helped him in the second half to keep keep focused. But that's that's good from a leader standpoint. That hey, man, I I, I still need you now. Don't don't back up off me. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay in here. You know, stay with me. I got you. And we'll make it better. And I think they got it right. That still was a bad drop, though. But I think he, he got it. He, he created two other penalties. Uh, he caught a, a pass interference from a hands to a face as well. Um, another defender had to grab and hold on to him because he was getting open on another play. So the kid has shown well to me from what I've seen from him on a snap and snap out basis. The drops are the drops. I'm not concerned about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned yesterday after the game, he said, 
you know, he's he's known for running after the catch, yards after the catch. So I just got to figure out a way to fix trying to take off before I had the ball in my hands. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, basically, I mean, he was just looking – he was looking forward to trying to reach the end zone or just making he, a big play after the catch. He's a rookie too. So, you know what I'm saying? He's a rookie. Let's, yeah. Let's calm down. He, I mean, basically, he was just trying to show out for the fans yesterday. And he, oh, God. He pressing a little bit, so. Yeah, Rondo, we're going to see about that, bro. That's going to be tough for you, dog. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, I, I, have no, I have no confidence lost in Rasheed Rice. I'm still confident in the kid. He just got to the league, so yep. it is what it is. And and people mention Jamar Chase and stuff. I'm like, look, I ain't about to say – Please don't mention that, man. Please. He ain't about to be on that level, dog, but I know Rasheed Rice will be that? good eventually. So he could, yeah, he could be in that level one day. I mean, maybe two. Or I just don't want to hear. I just don't want to hear from this guy. Speaking of guys, we lost confidence in. Um, it's the running back. <laughs> but hold on, real quick, before we get to the running, good, back, good. Before we get to the running back room, we got to talk about Jay Ross, man. Got why about Justin Ross? Yeah, why? Look, Ain't nothing to talk about. He did what he, boy, he ready to he go, did what he said he was gonna do. He ready to go, dog. No matter what role you put him in, he's ready to roll this season, dog. Like this season, you gotta get him on the field as much as possible, in my opinion. You gotta find a way to get some decent amount of snaps, dog. I mean, that ability is just too crazy. Oh, now we putting up, we we posting video. <laughs> you gotta show the clip, man. It's a great, right. it's a great red zone catch for Justin Ross. I love the salute after. Um, yeah, yeah man. Inside and he went out. Yeah. Caught, caught the fade route easily, Doug. And and look, it's it's exactly what I expect him to do. I, I talked about in the video. He is going to be in the red zone taking over th from a lot of the snaps that they had uh, Jody Fortson do in, in the red zone where they were using his big body, his frame, his ability to go up and high point the ball. We've seen it over the last two years, and, and now you're going to see it with Justin Ross when the space gets tight. You need those types of guys to go ahead and secure those catches. And so immediately day one, I expect he will have a package in which he goes in when, for those types of targets. Um, and, and as we go out throughout the season, we'll see whatever he can uh, kind of earn in between the 20s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, ain't got much it, country. <laughs> it I was, feel like Clarence on <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 It's funny because we we know how much this team sometimes struggles, obviously, um, running the ball in short yarder situations. But the the fact that now, and it's different, obviously, trying to use Jody Fortson in that role because even though he's a tight end with wide receiver skills, he's kind of a, a mismatch trying to get in that. He was really trying to learn that. You could tell Justin Ross has that stuff down to a T. Like, there's no question about the technique that he needs to use in the red zone. So it's a really different dynamic that Justin Ross brings to the offense just when it's time to put the ball in the end zone. Um, and so that, that should help make us an even more efficient, uh, you know, scoring team in the red zone. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Big face. All right. So we, we ain't got to say much about Jay Ross. He ready to roll. So let's go get to the running backs like you was about to say, country. Go ahead. Um, well, uh, again, going back to our list, there were two guys that needed to perform, and one of them did. One of them – uh, didn't start off good and ended better. Uh, so Prince, Prince kind of worked his way to the practice squad. Uh, I think Lamichael P. Ryan not only got himself off of the practice squad, I think he got himself onto the fifty-three man roster with his with his um, his the third down catch, the touchdown was amazing. He took hits, kept going. He, he showed his hunger. He showed his his power, um, 
He had some good runs. He had a 30 yard. Didn't he have a 30 yarder in there somewhere? Uh, when they finally start moving the ball for real. Um, I think he earned his way onto the 53 as that fourth running back. If you're going to keep four running backs, I think he earned his way onto the 53. Uh, Prince, uh, the kickoffs weren't looking that good. The running wasn't looking that good. It came together later, but like like we said, it was like too little too late. You know what I'm saying? So um, hopefully he gets some practice squad, get some, uh, get some reps, and get that year under his belt. He'll come back better for it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, – the height that he had, um, I just it was just unattainable for him to match that height. He had big height coming out of training camp, and he just failed to reach it. You know what I'm saying? Which is, I don't know if that's his fault, the media fault, or whatever. But I, I still think he makes the practice squad, and I think I still think there's talent there. There's still potential in that in that space. So let's see what he can do uh, with a year of experience under his belt on the practice squad. Yeah, I feel like the game was just moving just a little too fast for him right now. Uh, he didn't look confident as far as like he said OBJ. <laughs> we never had Odell Beckham on our man. Forget all that, dog. Anyway, um, yeah, like we we had, had Odell Beckham on our team. Shut up. He had a rough time trying to uh figure out which way to go as far as like picking the holes and stuff, man. Uh, but like on his kickoff, man, he just didn't look confident. He didn't look confident at all. And like when yeah. he ran the ball, it looked like he didn't have much confidence running the ball either. So I just feel like he does need a little work, man. I think going to the practice squad is probably a good thing for uh, the yeah. the, the him. Give him some you know, the hype with him got so crazy that some people were saying that he could take over his RB run one later on in the season. And I, I, I laughed at that. How like, all right, let, let's calm down. Let's relax. Right. All right. And, 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 and bro, like, Y'all got to stop hype. I know y'all don't like Clyde, bro. I know. But y'all got to be stop being ridiculous. P. Ryan didn't play himself to running back three. Stop it. Stop it, man. Stop it, please. Like, uh, y'all just hate guys. I don't, I don't. It's something about the Chiefs fan base. They always pick one or two guys that I'm going to hate this guy no matter what he does. It was Albert Wilson. It was uh, Clyde. It was McCall Hartman. It's like. I don't get it. I don't. I really don't get it. But P. Ryan, he played himself to running back four. He is not running back three. He did not take Clyde's job. Relax. Yeah, right. it's just a, a little bit of a misunderstanding, and, and this applies also to Justin Watson, his place in the in the wide receiver room. These are guys that the coaching staff trusts to do exactly what they ask them to do when exactly they ask them to do it in the space of this offense. And that goes a long way for this offense. There are other offenses around the league where they're throwing a guy based on whatever talent he has and say, we'll figure out if you can do things on time when they, when we need you to later and we'll deal with the miscommunications. That's not how things go in Kansas city. Everything is about attention to detail. You have to know what you're doing. If you're going to go out there or you're going to have to sit down until you figure it out. And that's something that Sky Moore learned last year. And it's a learning process that other guys have to go through. And that's okay. And, and so Clyde right now is in that space where he knows what he needs to do. Same as Justin Watson. And these guys are going to be ahead of these guys that may be more talented for right now as they continue to learn. Um, LaMichael P. Ryan, I think, like you said, had excellent showing. Showed the vision. Showed the burst to the outside. 
had some nice catches with his hands as well. We saw exactly on the touchdowns, able to break a few uh, tackles to make it happen. I think he did earn his way on the 53-man roster. Four running backs for this team always made sense to me. It just wasn't ever going to be in the order that other people thought it was. Um, so, yeah, I think P. Ryan's going to be perfectly fine to be on this roster as a fourth depth running back. Um, and they're going to roll with Prince on the practice squad and I think it's going to be just fine. Yep, and like speaking of the running backs, uh, I'm glad that Pacheco. Got one, I'm glad Pacheco got one carry. Then they took him right out. Yeah, like, absolutely. Okay, you got some contact. Then all right, we're gonna take. He it. needed, right. yeah, he needed that contact. And he and he looked like he was ready to run over somebody. Yeah. So he, he got the contact. We'll see you week one. Also, Bo, to your point, I think that that is a uh, that that hip injury that that Clyde had at his rookie year. I don't think he's necessarily moved the same since then. Um, unfortunately, and, and unfortunately, that's because football is a violent sport. That can't happen to guys. Uh, but I do still think that Clyde's fine in the running back rotation. Yep. And then uh, Jeremy Ken, you put him in bubble wrap too. It's oh, yeah. Half of the year. I yeah. saw the, uh, we, we saw the tap, um, you know, juice that we saw. I think he also caught a screen in, in, in the, in yesterday's game. And then yeah, we saw yeah, the it's a long screen. screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. we're good. Jeff McKinnon screen passes, they work. We're good. We'll move on. What's yeah, up, and What's also up, maybe 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 we can start using Clyde how we should be using Clyde. Maybe just one time, just try it. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't gonna hurt. You know what I'm saying? This is this probably his last year anyway. I mean, so, if you're talking about you know, the Texas route, maybe, but outside of that, you know. I mean, look, like he, he was effective in the red zone last year. I mean, hmm? yes, he was. Bro, he was leading the team in touchdowns last year before he got hurt. Yes, he was. If he can stay healthy, let's see what he does when he's healthy. He's been fine every time that he's been healthy. It, he just goes and, in, does what he needs to do, and then, you know, unfortunately, something, he ends up getting hurt, and then Jeff McKinnon takes over from that point forward. And it, it, it's been a and, formula that works. <laughs> and then he comes back, and he runs hard because he's he lost his job. He's trying to get it back, and and then the season's over. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't get the hate for Clyde. I really don't. It's just – it's really – Come on, man. Some of this stuff is ridiculous. Like, I, like also, I speaking of Justin Watson is like he's getting a lot of hate, but it's like it's no, it's like logic goes out the window when it comes to certain guys on this thing. Yep. Um, but uh, but <laughs> yes, but let's get some of the ugliness out the way with this offense. Uh, what sporting voice comments? Oh, no, please. Okay. <laughs> look. Oh, okay, look, you look, was talking look, about look, the game. My bad. Look, sporting voice. He's he'll be available after the season. Yes, you guys can sign him by all means. Hey, call the Please front go. office. Call your front office. <laughs> Write a letter to your senator. Go ahead, Chuck. But, yeah, you saw the battle of the back of quarterbacks once again. Uh, Shane, things did not go well for Shane, unfortunately. Uh, Juan Thorhill, he came out there with bad intentions, dog. Let me tell you something. Besides that pick six, he was lighting boys up, man. He yeah, saw he Justin for, Watson's gets, ribs, man, before that pick six, dog. Mm-hmm. Shane he, laid him right into him, dog. Like, Juan Thorhill was like a bottle of gay sauce, and he just splashed it on him, bro. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, man, uh, Juan Thorhill, he had a hell of a game in his return. You know, got got to salute him for that. Uh, but other than that, man, uh, the interception – it was bad. Juan read that all the way. And then on the mm-hmm. second one, I feel like Cornell got to hold on to that ball in this situation. I mean, some people was like, okay, it's a hospital ball. You know, he, Shane kind of got him into trouble in that sense. But I don't know. It was kind of bang, bang. So, 
Yeah, it's a it's a tough catch in traffic and, and things of that nature. So it's a little bit unlucky on Shane's part for the second one. First one, he's rolling to his left there, and, and he go, tries to go to the backside dig off a of play action, just completely misses Juan. Yeah, Juan sat on that all the Yeah, way. Juan, Juan was waiting for that, um, and he obviously did what he did with him. Uh, in the end zone celebration. Shout out to Juan, man, a, a player that's contributed. Nah, to man, because he couldn't catch when he was here. Now he can catch all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, that's the, that's that, that's a that's the AFC North's problem, not ours. Why would a low key led the league in interceptions if he could catch? Because he definitely had to. Never mind. Shout out to Juan, though. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, a gift. Shane, we saw the ups and downs of Shane. Um, he's a, he's a volatile player still, um, and that's why I always said he's not going to be quarterback too, because Blaine is a guy that is more consistent. He has a better handle on what you're doing out there. He's a veteran steady hand that they want, and so that's the reason why Shane is going to be quarterback. I mean, by uh, Blaine is going to be quarterback too. And Shane is going to be the emergency quarterback three. Uh, but they obviously like him enough to, to keep him on the roster, uh, despite some possible uh, rumors of uh, Mr. Oh, Carson. God. Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz rumors. Oh, uh, my gosh, bro. It's hilarious. Please. I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, – I don't know who came up with that one, man. That was – <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy Fowler. I don't know what he might have heard that led to Carson Wentz rumors, but God, God forbid that happens. Um, but yeah, I'm no. Shane. With Gabbard, dog, and I have a disdain for Gabbard, but Gabbard, he actually played well yesterday. Lane is fine. He's, he's he's Chad Henney. Like that, it's literally what he is. He's a veteran that knows the offense. He's going to do exactly what Eddie Reid asked him to do, and nothing more. That's fine. He, That's he, he pushed you know, the ball a little D-Mack, bit. He pushed the ball. He pushed the ball a little bit. Go ahead. You know I got PTSD from him being at Mizzou, dog. You know I, I got know. PTSD. This ain't got nothing to do. That was years ago. I know. But, yes, country, he has better arm talent than, than Chad Eddie. So it's not like things are just, you know, there are extra things that he could do. But he's going to do exactly what's needed, and that's why he's quarterback, too. Man, he, he floats that ball up there. He look at that ball, too. Be like, it's so pretty. <laughs> it's like black. He threw we the, put a little did, touch on it. We wouldn't have these problems. Did he throw the Who? dart to ISM for the long touchdown? I can't remember if it was him or, or Billy yeah, at that point. Yeah, he did. It, was. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, yeah. Look, he, he, he did what he needed to do, man. He did what he needed to do. Yeah, Shane's only talking about pass with the Justin Ross, but the rest of them uh, right. yeah, yeah. was let's, playing let's, let's get to Mr. Foote's question. What do you guys think about Kane Doe versus Thompson for the final DE spot? Sorry if you already covered. No, Jordan. No. Um, do you guys want to start? <laughs> Is is Kane though a case of Cornell Powell? Is is he the Cornell Powell of the defense? Is it too little, too late? I think he is, but not from the standpoint of it's too little, too late. I just think it makes more sense. Kando probably gets through the the waivers better than than BJ Thompson just just because BJ Thompson's a raw pass rusher that teams would love to just throw on the roster and develop. I think that BJ Thompson probably needs to be on this roster just from the standpoint of, of keeping him here and making sure that he's protected. I think Kando and Cornell Power also kind of qualifies. These guys have gotten through waivers multiple times as draft picks. I think that they would get through waivers again. So I think you could put them on the practice squad to keep them at death if you need to call them up uh, accordingly. Um, but Kando, I thought this preseason, he hasn't made um, as many strides as I would have liked for him to make a true roster punch. Like I, I saw Herring get better. Um, I, I think I saw excellent things from Felix and Zama, but Kando, I thought, has gotten better a little bit to make it to where it's not like, oh, I think he's just a throwaway at this point. I think that he actually could be serviceable as a practice squad member. 
Yeah, and like Kano, yesterday was really like the first time he actually kind of flashed. You know what I'm saying? Like whether he was blocked or unblocked. I remember one. I remember on the one play he was yeah. unblocked. Yeah, that right tackle went inside, and he just was like, "Ooh, free guy." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh, thank you. I'll take advantage of that." Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think Kano just needs a little bit more development. Like if he is like available on the practice squad, and we spend more time with him, then he might be able to contribute in a be like a solid role player but for the yeah. time being i like bj thompson a little more because yeah mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta keep that raw potential on the roster you gotta protect that because you don't want to lose that i think and yeah he might be uh he might not make it through the waiver process at all so yeah, yeah bj, uh, BJ thompson, thompson gets to not <laughs> yeah his athleticism stood out to me with bj thompson like his get up like his get off on the line that like, first step out. is awesome to see especially because yeah. we haven't seen i mean speed rushers in a while here in kansas city so just watching him have that first step is just so fun i mean i i, I really i want him to have a, a full year on this roster just to, to be around the team work with cullen some and just 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 as much opportunity as he can have just to be protected on this team to learn and grow i, I want that for him because i think that in, in in 2024 and 2025, there could be some dividends paid from that draft pick. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that um, uh, 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 shout out to uh, Chris? That's probably Chris. Um, did you know? <laughs> I think I text Chuck like, "Yo, who's 94? He's huge." <laughs> like, yeah, like Harry, okay. is, was he always <laughs> that big? <laughs> like, yeah, that dude was a team. He was like, like Ed Too Tall Jones yesterday, man. He's like a he, monster. He wasn't that big at, at Georgia, to say the least, but he's he put on more weight. He wasn't that big at Georgia. He's put on more weight to kind of to be able to have that inside outside versatility, and you've seen a little bit during uh, preseason. And given the fact that Charles Menu is going to be on this roster, which again we could talk about Charles Menu just absolutely beating the inside of the Browns' offensive line, whether it was starters. Oh my god! I beat. He was having a field day against those guys, but because he's suspended, because we know the Chris Jones, you know, question marks exist. Millie Caring becomes a more important piece of this defensive line rotation because of the the versatile pass rush that he possibly can give you on some some downs. So it'll be interesting. I, I obviously we expect him to be on this roster. He was on the roster last year. I expect him to be on it this year. Um, and early on in the season, maybe he can find a way to make some type of impact. I seen a, I seen a vision of Chris and Charles together. <sighs> <laughs> I know. I, I tweeted it out, dog. I was like, I'm so bad we're not going to be able to see it by in week one. But when we get in the playoffs, oh. and you give me George, and you give me Chris, and you give and me Charles, Felix. and you give me Felix, and just oh. let them four pin their ears back and get out the quarterback, dog. Hey, <laughs> put, Charles. Put whoever you want in the secondary. I don't care at that point. Just give me them four go after every single offensive line, dog. Oh, my God. Charles was like, okay. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be gone for a while, but let me show y'all what y'all gonna get. Uh, let me let me leave y'all with a taste of what y'all. Let me get. leave y'all with this. Oh man, <laughs> Charles, he was getting <laughs> after it, dog. He was just. Oh being my god, control. he pushed <laughs> one guy, and I was like, "Come on, man, God, I'm trying to make this roster, man. <laughs> Would you leave me alone? You were starting. You making me look bad right now. Come on, dog. How did you feel? How did you feel about this? Totally random. I'm sorry. You know how I am. ADHD. 
How did y'all feel about Cleveland playing their starters for so long? But they hadn't um, played during the preseason, so they kind of needed it. Uh, so that's the reason why. Yeah, okay. everybody was out there except Nick Chubb. It was like, they still in there? Like, okay, um, why is Watson still? That he hadn't got like, any snaps. It was basically like the Steelers and Falcons game um, a few days before our, our game where you saw the Steelers starters go up against the Falcons second team on defense. So, I mean, it was pretty similar to that. You know, they were just – Trying to get their last reps in, you know, just make sure everybody's ready to go. So, same thing with Cleveland. And, like, with Deshaun Watson, like, he finally had a full offseason with Cleveland. I mean, he still got to get more reps. And, like, with Deshaun Watson's performance, we saw some up and downs with him yesterday. Yeah. Um, Still look a little shaky. They've changed with him in the running back, uh, Wilkins. I don't know if that's Jordan Wilkins or a different Wilkins, but both of those times it was bad. It was really. Fumbles. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw, like, then we saw the good Deshaun Watson. We saw Deshaun Watson of old, uh, like, when he extended the play and found Amari Cooper wide open. And then, like, the very first throw of the game when he uh, hit somebody down the seam. So, mm-hmm. and then, of course, yeah. the Joby touchdown. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, speaking of names on our list, uh, Khalif and uh, uh, what's the kid, 40? What's the kid's name? E- Eco. Yep. Yeah. Equal, equal boy, though. Mm-hmm. Did I think Khalif probably separated himself a little bit? Um, I, I think he he's in the running for that 10 spot, that last DB spot. How do you feel about what Khalif did the other day? I think Khalif did do a little more uh, in the end. Like, uh, first game was more uh, Boye, Boye, though, and then I think Khalif kind of took it from there from the second game and the third game on. So I just saw like a little more for him. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think Khalif showed, um, especially with his length, um, his athleticism, I think I saw a little bit more for Khalif throughout the entirety of the preseason, kind of punctuated here. Um, I feel like he he is pushing for that that last spot. It Nick Jones's health kind of is a wild card thrown in there. Um, Deion Bush is a guy that's a veteran, so he can be cut and brought back should they need to put somebody on short-term IR or, or something of that nature. He could just go straight to the practice squad as well and get an, an elevation. So I think that if I were making the roster and, and I'll be putting out my 53 man tomorrow for a projection, I'm going to have Khalif on there just because I think it makes sense for the depth in this DB room as it currently stands. Why did they announce that Nick Jones didn't need surgery? I thought that was a, Weird announcement. Well, I think they, I think it was just a. You kind of have to, though, right? Not necessarily, but I, they asked him during the press conference the, the injuries in general and, and any objects as far as I was concerned. I assume that in asking about Tony, they also asked about Nick Jones because those are the two guys that kind of have the issues. We also heard about, I don't know, did they, we didn't hear anything specifically on Nico Remigio. So that's interesting. No. I don't know if we had a, a question about that as well. But he's, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely winning the Tyler Bray Award for the preseason. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. So I, I think that's the only reason why that news really came out. But we'll we'll end up seeing here in a few days what exactly is the the updates as far as those inju- those injuries are concerned, um, and if they need to make some moves there. I definitely don't envy uh, Brett Veach for nope. that or for the next three days. Actually, you know what I'm saying? Till Tuesday afternoon when he can finally breathe. But he's, he's yeah, I definitely don't awesome. envy him. Yeah, it's gonna be some maneuvering. They're gonna have to do some slick. They're gonna have to do some slick moves. It's not gonna be, all right, give me fifty three guys and we move on. It's gonna have to be some willing and dealing on this. Cause yeah, 
it's not straightforward at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. Because there's a lot of depth. It's not even close. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I definitely agree, Clint. Yeah, they keeping that a mystery. So, so yeah, man. Um, as far as what about Allegretti though? Because he had the same similar shoulder thing. Is that is he also a candidate for IR? No, nah, it, it sounds like there wasn't anything serious as far as his shoulder. So I think that he didn't play because they don't need to see anything from him. They know what they got in him. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think his injury was that serious. So Okay. Well, who are we putting on IR? Let's, uh, who all are we IR? Are you IR and Tony? I would be, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they will. So yeah. Is it too early to talk about? Yeah, Tony's a big mystery right now. Tony, I can see Sneed. I can see uh, Nick Jones. Um, Snead is tough, though, because we don't they, – they've said that they've been managing him. So, it, right. theoretically, if you're managing him, then you would think that when it comes time to play, that means that he'll be ready to play. And so, IR wouldn't be necessary. But we don't know what the exact injury is. Tony, I've said, because he hasn't done anything during training camp, I would be putting him on IR so that even if possibly he could be ready for week one, give him that space of a month to ramp up and get ready the same way you would during training camp so that he feels conditioned and well ready to go for when the games matter. I just, I, I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable throwing him out there without a training camp for any amount of snaps, let alone, you know, a, a significant portion of it. For sure. Yeah. The same. Um, man, quick PSA, man. These are my thoughts. My thoughts alone, not a representative of kingdom cast Norris people. Sneed, man, it's called the offseason for a reason, bro. Get that done in the offseason, bro. Get that cleaned up, man. Those, those are the type of things that you need to do. That rehab, them, them scopes, them, them, them cleanup surgeries, whatever you needed to do with that knee, man. Offseason, baby. Offseason. So we it's, it's important. We had a conversation um after the, the game ended yesterday. Um and I forgot exactly who mentioned it in there, and I apologize, especially if they're going to watch this. Somebody had mentioned that this had been something that was like two years back that they've kind of been doing and managing through this entire time. So I yep. assume that it's not something structural to where they can go in and take care of it. It's just something that randomly crops up every once in a while. Um, and, right. and unfortunately, that that's just that sometimes, again, it happens in a, in a sport of violence. Yeah, and it- that's also rehab and 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 working out and and he works out like Sneeze a good kid man Sneeze a good dude like good. Uh, tremendous on and off the field he's a great guy mm-hmm. absolutely it's just man like I don't know you know What's Kyle think Kyle knows everything you know since so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like with Sneeze man yeah man I mean that's one of those things you definitely gotta take care of and. In the offseason, man. Like, if it's something that serious, um, you definitely just got to get that out the way, man. That's something you want to get done right away just so you can be ready. There, um, there was things that he probably could have done. There was I mean, treatments yeah. and rehabs that he probably could have done. You know it, what I'm saying? Like, it, it yeah, depends. It, there I mean, is... Go ahead. Go ahead, Chuck. Because, I, mean, I mean, you don't have to necessarily be there for mini camp. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need a little more time, then you don't have to be necessarily be there for mini camp. But, at least have that taken care of so he'd be ready to go for training camp. At he least. did OTAs, though, didn't he? He, he did OTAs. 
he was. I, I think that if there was something to be taken care of, I think he would have. But I, I don't think that this is that type of injury where it, it's a, a something that you go in and surgically fix. I think it's just one of those things that you're you're randomly going to have knee issues that are going to crop up and have inflammation, and that sometimes happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, it didn't it didn't help his money out. That's for sure. No, that that as far as his market going into the offseason, that that remains a huge question mark because he's going to have to play and play at a high level uh, to establish that. Yeah, he's so in that, that eight to twelve million dollar range right now with me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's in that Traverius Award range, uh, seeing if he can get a, a cash out from somewhere else. But that depends yeah, on if he's play. Because like the knee injury, I mean, that's definitely gonna be something to you know keep an eye on throughout the course of the year, like. Is it's just something that's going to be just lingering for an entire year. He's just got to play through it. You know what I mean? He's been playing through it. Like, it's been a thing. You know what You're I'm right. saying? Like, it's always – I think it's always been a thing. Mm-hmm. And he guts it out. Like, we're not questioning his heart at all. Yeah, of course not. He's a soldier. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so – And if it's been a thing for this long, that's why I, th- I don't think it's a, oh, you t- should have taken care of this in the offseason. I-, I think it's just a – yeah, yeah, I said it, Kyle. What you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's a take care of in the offseason thing. I think it's just it, it's a reality of of his situation right now. Thing. All right, shit, it's a PSA. It wasn't on y'all. It's on me. If you fall back, you come back. It's on me. I'm good. I got big shoulders. <laughs> um, they got big shoulders. Nah, but um, but uh, but. I, I did see that there was another update with Chris Jones. So okay, so uh, you know, I see with him the agent are in town. So like, what do y'all think? Does deal get done this week or does it linger? Yeah, I've, I've been talking about it the last few days. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Chuck. Now go. I mean, I go ahead, Country. I'll go. Uh, it, you ain't in here for nothing. Go ahead and get it done, man. It's 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 time, Chris. It's time. And, you know, handling your kids, getting in school. I know school about to start. Y'all in town, y'all eating barbecue. They probably discover, discussed the last, this is where we at. Or maybe Chris just said, hey, hey, bro, Andy just kind of, like, cussed me out through the media. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Pat told me in so many words, it's time for me to be at camp. What? What are we doing? Like, on the real, I think that's how the conversation went. Hey, Andy Reid said the game goes on. He talking about me when he said that. This is going to go without me. He's telling me, come on and jump in the car. Let's go. It's time. And then Pat said, we didn't think it was going to go this long. They're saying things without really saying it. So I think he got on the phone with his agent and was like, yo, what are we doing? Because this is starting to enter a territory that I didn't want it to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, or maybe that's just being a fan and being biased, but I definitely think Pat and Andy were talking through the media. Now, it's not what they say. It's what they say. It's the in-between of what they say. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially right. Andy Reid, who is a master of saying absolutely nothing, but mm-hmm. saying a lot at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think Chris got the message of it's 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 time, bro. It's time. You 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 made your point. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. It's time. And, and I, 
I think that's absolutely an aspect from the team perspective of that this time. We we have a week and a half until we have to be playing a football game that counts towards our season. And so this this has got to be resolved here. But the, the front office has a deadline here as well because we are up against the cap. The 53-man roster is going to start counting as far as practice squad and IR is going to be starting counting here and Tuesday at that deadline. They have to make a move uh, for cap space. That is going mm-hmm. to Chris Jones extension or some other move. And so this this weekend here, the next 48 hours is the 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 end point of, you know, are you going to get this done or are we going to have to do something else? So I don't think it's any coincidence that he's here. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence that his agency is here as well. It's time. The final negotiations are, are kind of coming down here. Um, and so I, I hope he gets done sooner rather than later so that Breach can, can turn his attention to the roster more so. But specifically, you know, I, I, I said I'm about 40% optimistic that it ends up getting done. Um, but I, I still think that Chris Jones ultimately on this team uh, for the next three years makes the most sense as far as an outcome. Him being in town kind of ramps it up 50-50. Yeah. Him and the agent being in town kind of ramps it up. It's like 50-50 yeah, I, right I, now. I, I take that as an optimistic sign because you, yeah. if you're in Miami right now, then I'd be like, all right, well, I might be down to like 20%. Yeah, because it don't to, sound. This needs to be happening right now. And, and so it's a good thing that they're here. Um, and so hopefully yeah. – Maybe we wake up tomorrow morning to a, a nice report uh, before before that gets done, and uh, we can we can all celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope could, no I could actually see them. I could actually see them announcing Chris, and then like right under that, throwing out the list of people who they cut. <laughs> hey, Chris Jones is back. We've also cut ISM, so y'all can't be mad at us. You can't right. be mad at us. Set, within the hour, within the hour of Chris being cut. I, we, we had to cut. We had to cut ISM so that we could extend Chris Jones. So you guys cannot be mad at us. You, get, you cannot be mad at us. Chris Jones is or, here. You'll be mad. Or, or actually, sending out the cut list at one thirty, and then right before the deadline, we signed Chris. So it's like we mad, but we not mad. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what we had to do. You know what I'm saying? So nah, hey, Chris, it's time, man. Also, I don't want to forget that. That Spags kind of threw threw a message out too. So all the top guys are throwing out messages of, "Hey, it's kind of time, bro." You know what I'm saying? Like, come, come back to us, big fellas. Time. Yeah, come on, um, come on, man. You know we love yeah. you, baby. Chris Jones has a lot of considerations from a financial standpoint of missing games, uh, and that's not just a missing game checks this year. That is money that he will be missing out on should he, he get his tag last or next year, as John Anderson said, because that affects his base salary. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of incentives for Chris Jones to be in here and sign a contract extension. There's a lot of incentives for the team to get this contract extension done, and we know that uh, Andy Reid uh, is, is about fed up with uh, answering questions and not having his best defensive player here. Yeah, it's it's no coincidence that the deadline, the 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 deadline deadline is coming up, and he's all all of a sudden he's in town because there's been other deadlines, and he's been in Miami training. Yeah, this so is, when it's this particular deadline, because this really is a deadline of. We either got to get this done or you got to we got to we got to do something. We got to do something before Tuesday. We have to. This is the end of the deadline. And for normally, if they want you and there's a deadline, it gets done. 
You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if if Kansas City wants Chris Jones, this you about to find out in the next 48 hours if Kansas City really wants Chris Jones. Yeah, I agree. This is this is zero barrier. If this isn't done before the 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 cut down date, I, I will probably say that it's not going to get done. Period. Um, and, and look, right. this this also has roster implications. It, Chris Jones being here changes the face of what you feel comfortable with keeping as far as the defensive line rotation. Um, and I think you're already up against it because of Tershawn Warren trying to come back from his injury. And obviously, Charles Aminu's suspension, even though he's not going to counter as a 53-man roster, you still have to take those things into account. And so as a result, Chris Jones not being there is a, an added, you know, kind of weight that th- those guys would have to deal with at that point. So um, hopefully you can come in, get him and, and, and evaluate where he's at and just take a, a, a good look at him and make sure that he's he's in where he needs to be to, to have a chance of playing some snaps week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Andy was, Andy was over it about three weeks ago, to be honest. Yeah, with Andy's been over it. He's been over it for a while now. <laughs> Andy was over it about three weeks ago. Andy was like, we put on pads and this kid isn't here. Yeah, now now, now I'm tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been fed up. So, uh, but yeah, when, have we, when have we seen – I'm sorry, Chuck. When have we ever seen oh, uh, a contract go like this? Like in – Orlando Brown was – Orlando Brown wasn't even this bad. No, because he it, was in it got, camp. It, yeah, he was in camp. It got to a point where it was like, yeah, you, you're, you're we're not going to ex- agree to an extension because we're too far apart here. So you're just going to play on attack, and that is what it is. And so that that was a, a perfectly fine, you know, kind of thing to reach. But Leonard Brown Jr. being here long term isn't nearly as important as, as Chris Jones being here long term, and that's ultimately a difference here. There is an actual, you know, desire for Kansas City to get this done, and Ooh. I think. Yeah, Justin Houston. Yeah, that one went terrible. That, that didn't end well. Uh, but I, yeah. I think there's a, there's a real desire to get this done from the Kansas City standpoint, and I don't. On both say sides. Yeah, both I, sides. I don't think that applied to Orlando Brown Jr. Um, yeah, Justin Houston. When when Clark Hunt is called in to finish it, like, hey, I, okay, look, I'll I'll do it. That's that's bad. That's bad. And for all the people that suggest Justin Houston comes back. Yeah. Every year that he's available, this is why <laughs> he's not coming back ever in life. Amen. But I don't, I don't think it's to that point. I don't think it's uh, as much as we saying Andy's over it and all that. I don't think it's the heart, the hurt feelings are there. Yeah, no, yeah, I've said it. The fact that we haven't heard any rumors of what the Chiefs are lowballing him or giving him this money compared to what he actually wants, I, we haven't heard anything crazy like that. It's not a Chris Jones like ultimatum through the press of saying, oh, he wants to sit out the entire – nothing crazy like that. So I don't think there's a lot of animosity to this point. Um, I think there's still a chance for it to be completely uh, patched up. Because we haven't heard any number. We haven't heard what – even the Chiefs have – you know how they sometimes they battle in the media and it's like, well, we offered them 27. Yeah. And somebody elite that out like Lewis – uh, that one guy, I don't want to get blocked anymore. Uh, some media ESPN guy, well, you can't get out. Hey, they offered Chris Jones this number, he didn't want it. You know what I'm saying? To sway the fan base or whatever they do in the media, the way yeah, they yeah. negotiate in the media. So it never even got to that point. So I think we in a good space. I know the trolling and not uh, in the fan base is pretty much over it, but. Mm-hmm. This is when it really gets – I think this is when the front office and Chris and his agents, this is when they really get to talk. Because it's like like you said, this is a real deadline. This ain't fake no more. 
it's not media, it's not um, posturing anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get this done before Tuesday, bro. Either we get it done Tuesday or, you know, goodbye. We'll tag you and trade you. Yeah, simple as that. Simple as that. So, yeah, hopefully no later than Wednesday just, this gets done. So No, it has to be done before the deadline. They oh, they have oh, to have oh, money. Like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, they have to have money to sign right. their practice squad in their 53 by yeah, Tuesday. I, either either another move is made to create cap space, and then at that point, that's a signal that they they probably aren't going to get something done, or Chris Jones gets extended, and they have the cap space to, to do what they need to do on Tuesday. Right. Travis Kelsey will come in and save the day and restructure his contract, get a raise. It, do that it never fair. You think he'll restructure at, again? They at this point, what what uh, they only got a couple moves they can make. Yeah, I mean I it's either him or, or Tooney, uh, really to. Yeah. to so they don't have too many moves, they don't have too many options. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, well, we'll that's why you trade just the Watson so you can get that money. I'm oh, joking, oh, <laughs> D Mac disappeared from the screen, <laughs> right? You made D Mac disappear, dog. I like, I like just throwing D Mac's train of thought all the way off. It's, <laughs> it's a pleasure for me to do this. He's such an intelligent, smart guy. They just be like, hey, "Why would you say that?" I'm, I'm never expecting it. it, it it's it does a good job. Um, I I had to get you back though by drafting Adam Vinatieri in a fantasy league, Bruh, The laugh I had. Okay, Jordan schooling. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan, that's a very that's a very appreciate that. Top ends on not so they have a little bit of time, but man, if they don't understand, John's gonna have to be a Kelsey restructuring or something, something or so. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan Foot. Yeah, it's great to know, Jordan. Yeah, check him out on Kansas City Sports, Sports Network. Network. I said, dang, he, puts, he does good work. Jordan used to be a friend of our show, too, at one time. <laughs> like, before I, he got I, popular. That used to be. That's crazy, yo. <laughs> man, you know, them DMs, is, them DMs got crickets in them now, man. <laughs> it's crazy, well, you know what I mean? Shout, shout out to Jordan, man. A great, a great follow on Twitter, man. Uh, no, nah, Jordan, my dog, man. Jordan, my dog. Um, that's very great. But yeah, shout out to Chiefs Kingdom, though. Whoever Chiefs Kingdom is, yeah, I'm ready for week one, too. Being ready. For yes, week. yes. I think everybody by the uh, fourth quarter Sweet of that preseason was, was ready for week one. <laughs> I got you, Jordan. Yeah, I think everybody by fourth quarter, maybe uh, middle of the third quarter. I, I legitimately I, I looked at my phone because I was supposed to be hosted the post game space. I looked at my phone and it was like three thirty. I was like, "Wait a second, let me." Is we got four minutes left in the game, right? I was like, three minutes, four minutes left in the in the third quarter." I was like, "Oh my god, we got another quarter of this. We got to watch first. <laughs> yeah, halftime. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. dog. That's yeah. second pick six. I was over it. I was. I don't even care what we do in this game. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Hey, we came back and got the win, though. We so came back. Up. Hey, yep. We got so, yeah, we got a we got a Justin Reed uh, extra point. We got all of it, dog. Yeah, that's that second was, pick six. I was over it, buddy. It's time. It's time to get up out of here, bro. Yeah, shout out to uh, DiCaprio Boodle. He got an interception. I mean, shout out to DiCaprio Boodle. Maybe mm -hmm. he went from Kaepernick. fighting Travis Kelsey in practice to game winning interceptions. Man, I I, I, I appreciate. It. Right, you know, FAU, on the practice squad. FAU put up another put up a solid preseason overall, man. Like mm -hmm. he flashed. He was a good dude, game. man. He flashed he every a good game dude. Me, so consistently, and, yep. And then uh, Harrison Bucker, man, he's still clutch. He still, he still got it, y'all.
Harrison Bucker field goal still, still works. Yep. And then, uh, Tommy Townsend was punting the ball. To, he, punted, he was Tommy Townsend trying to get that money. He's trying to get that bag. Hey, he, Might yeah, not be but, here, but he's going to get no, that bag. No, no, no. It won't be here. <laughs> it won't be here. I can probably say that. It won't yeah. be here. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah he's he going to get that Rosenhaus bag somewhere else, dog. Shout, shout out to Tommy Townsend. <laughs> yep. And thank God. Um, and thank God we have a special teams to where our kicks won't get blocked. Because uh, Cleveland, they special teams is horrible. They special teams going to cost them some games this year. Hey, another rookie, Kadra Coburn, got the, the game-saving uh, kick. No, nah, uh, that was Phil Hoskins, actually. No, they, they said it was Coburn. They, they oh, said well, on uh, tapers of those. Oh, Coburn. they tipped it. He tipped it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs yeah, got yeah. it wrong then. Talking about Phil yeah. Hoskins. So, yeah, that's, I, I that's still do this. Big sure. snacks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it so, was Hoskins or Coburn. Either of them, shout out to both of them uh, for, for getting their hands on that tip. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're if gonna we run have... a poll on Kingdom Cash. It was it Hoskins. Who polls y'all gonna do? No. <laughs> you said that. I just said that. We got five you know, polls for every uh, for every Chris Jones holdout. That's what it is. It, it, hey, we're trying to get our engagements up too, man. You know, sure. support of the game. Um. No. Chuck, did you have the uh, a tackle discussion on your on your rundown? I'm not sure because uh, I, I think it is. Uh, so we can get to that. We can get to that real yeah. quick. Uh, somebody mentioned about Wanye Morris. You know, uh, yeah. he's he felt like he's gonna need some time to, to time to develop a little bit. But uh, but you know, thank God we got Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor. Uh, but the depth is something to look out for. You know, um, hopefully. Both of those guys don't get injured, you know. Hopefully, everybody's healthy throughout the year. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, just want Wayne Morris to develop just in time, you know, just in case. But he's gonna take a minute. Would you yeah. feel comfortable putting him at if you had to put him somewhere today? Which one would you feel more comfortable putting him at? He's much better at right tackle right now. Yeah, he's, he's a better that, right tackle. You can tell he's yeah. played it more consistently. Right, he's yeah. just a little bit more comfortable in his sets out there. Um, it's not even close. Yeah, and I, I think it's not a coincidence that they've been working him at left tackle a little bit more during preseason so that he can do those types of things and learn because I don't think he's a primary backup right now. Like, his length, his strength is there. It's just the, ten- the technique isn't there consistent enough, and so he's got to continue to develop. Um, so I, I wouldn't trust him to do it right now. We we're gonna <laughs> we got to get there with him. Um, <laughs> Prince, though, I thought outperformed Lucas Niang through, throughout the, the preseason to this point, and so – who they decide to keep on the roster because Prince right now is more comfortable at left tackle than Niang and, and they kind of have right tackle is obviously a little bit more secure with Wanya Morris because he's not more of a left tackle. So how they decide to, to make this roster out and who they think can get the waivers is going to be interesting. But Wanya is a, a lock for this roster because of his tools, because of his draft pick um, investment as well. So we'll see who, who ends up making it between Wanya and Lucas and, and how many offensive linemen they decide to keep overall. It's like you can easily tell well, that Wanye ain't going nowhere. You can tell that Wanye, no, it was it's been a minute since Wanye played left tackle because like yeah. he if he first was a left tackle in college, but then he switched over to right. And right. it's been a few years now since he went up to the left side. So it's clear as is day. he is he is he still leading the team in snaps? Like preseason snap. I wonder if Mac did Mac Derrick uh tweet out the yeah, um, your, part, your part for me is PN did. Let me look it up real quick um, and see who who played. Uh, so yesterday, the leaders in offensive line snaps was Ryder, Kennard, Niang, Caliendo with 57. Prince was 32 and Wanye had 32. Uh, 
Prince had 33 and Wanya had 32. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was expecting more because I, I thought he was like working in right tackle and then working at left. Mm -hmm. Look, Kyle, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, obviously, I think Kennard was fine at right guard, but I think that they feel better, obviously, along the interior of the offensive line as Alec Reddy as the primary backup. So if they feel like Kennard can get through better than the tackles can get through, maybe. And I think that it, they shouldn't rule out the possibility of uh, them trading one of these tackles also because teams are looking for depth tackles throughout the league. And so if one of these guys gets a call up for a draft pick, maybe they decide to, to move on from him. But it'll be interesting to see during cutdown. Like offensive tackle – and and tight end four slash running back four. I think that pretty much leans running back four at this point. Uh, defensive line and secondary are really going to be the, the major pieces as far as this roster is concerned that I'll be looking at. I think Niang is definitely a candidate for getting traded, like for a late round pick or something like that. Some conditional. Yeah, something I like that. I could see a, a scenario in which they say, okay, we, we have Wanya, he's more comfortable at right tackle. We prefer not to go to him, but he's more comfortable there right now. We could put him out there if we need to, and then your know, Prince is kept as our primary left tackle, and Niang is, is, is traded if somebody calls for him in a, in a depth. No, it is, Kyle, it is. And look, offensive line in general, I mean, you saw it during this preseason, offensive line depth is struggling across the league. And so um, I would say that we're in a more fortunate position than a lot of teams certainly uh, with our starters and death pieces. And, and you know, if we can get some extra draft capital for some of these guys, it, make, it would make sense, too. And it, it, it's tough, too. It's tough because, like, you know, Niang, I mean, I really had high hopes for him, you know, when we did draft him because mm -hmm. you saw you saw his college tape and you saw, like, we went up against Chase Young. Chase Young at the time, he was, like, arguably the best defense in college football. He held his own over there. So I feel like it was something there. But – you know, it just never materialized with health, development, all that. So, mm -hmm. I think uh, I think um, a little bit of an issue. You know, it just in one too many injuries. Uh, I haven't been overly impressed with his athleticism. Certainly, the same way that I was when when he first came out. And so, I think those have kind of caught up to him a little bit and limited him. Um, and you know, ultimately, it's a it's a third round pick and, and a guy that's a backup guy. You don't really you know, imagine for a day two pick that you want to see. Um, you certainly don't want to see why they kind of go the same, uh, the same route. Uh, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be, uh, interesting to see, um, how Yang makes it or doesn't make it onto this roster and, uh, how Wanya develops in general. Yeah. How many, how many are you keeping nine or 10? I think nine. I'm, I'm leaning towards nine. So like, um, Darian Kennard, how are mm -hmm. you feeling about him at this point? I thought he was good at right guard for the, the yeah. as a backup, but again, it, it comes down to the numbers crunch. It depends on if they think he can get him through waivers and put him on the practice squad, or they feel like he needs, <laughs> or they feel like he needs to stay on this roster. So it'll be interesting to see. Hey, it would be hilarious if the the you commanders were like, let's just recreate the the Chiefs, you know, right tackle room and just have Andrew Wiley and and Lucas Niang as our right tackles moving forward here. Just, yeah, that'd be wild. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. Caliendo was a very interesting guy because Caliendo, for, for those that may not have been watching the interior, Caliendo moved over to center last week. And I thought that the first two weeks he had played pretty well at guard. But the fact that now he had the center versatility to it is a, an interesting guy to have on the practice squad. I thought he was fine. The dude is huge. Obviously, you said Big Mike Caliendo. Uh, mm -hmm. That's some athleticism to him. 
I think he's a much better offensive line piece than Austin Ryder because Austin Ryder was getting his butt whooped. Yeah, left Austin Ryder, he out of there. So Mike Caliendo, I think, is a guy that if you can have him on your practice squad, is an, a nice person to continue to develop. He's a guy that because it, you're getting him snaps now at center, you can have him take over for the Allegretti role, you know, in 2024, 2025, should you need him to. Uh, because I think I think it, it's a it's a pretty solid part. Uh, That's what I was gonna ask. Are they are they trying to like develop two Allegretti's at the same time, or are I they think, both like super backups? I think Caliendo is trying to. I think they're trying to get him on that pathway, and I think it makes a lot of sense for this team. <laughs> I've been on this train for a while, John. <laughs> Chris, oh, Chris, Chris is a very nice practice squad quarterback that you can have uh, use some scout team stuff for, and and they really like Shane, so I expect him to make this roster. Yeah, Chris was entertaining to watch as a quarterback. You know, it's very entertaining, the, absolutely. Other than the blunder in that Saints preseason game at the end, I mean, he was pretty entertaining. He made some spectacular plays. Is that you that said Mahomes is teaching him wrong? Who <laughs> tweeted that out? Somebody tweeted that out. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I put that on you, but no, no. Chuck said, said that he's got to stop teaching these quarterbacks. Chuck said that he's a terrible influence on him, which is, is <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, really bad influence. <laughs> Awful yeah. influence. He can't do what he do, man. <laughs> he called him a bad influence. <laughs> you a jerk, man. Also, yes, uh, Caliendo is an undrafted free agent. My, my guy out there from uh, Western Michigan. Shout out to Caliendo. Western Michigan. Yep. Is that Eric Fisher? Did he come from Western Michigan? Yeah, Sky Moore came from Western Michigan. Oh, okay. You can tell uh, the the Chiefs decided to. uh, (laughs) Not you. Chuck said that. No, no, I was just saying that they scout Western Michigan heavily. Uh, They they got him, they got Khalif out of there. So, yeah. No, not (laughs) you, John. No, Chuck said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Right. That was me. Mm -hmm. That was me, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the Mac Conference though, man. Maction. A little Maction. All right, so Middle America, on. yeah. Let's go get to the sponsor real quick. Wrap <laughs> this thing on up. All right, so today on homage, buy three or more items, get 20% off side wide. And then we got the NFL team essentials that just dropped not too long ago. Still got the crew next going on. Uh, you still got the pop culture collection going on, and then your regular go-to collection. You know, you just want to lounge around or work out in, whatever you want to do with that. So, gonna copy some gear and pay homage. Hey, September coming up, y'all. And, you know, get them crew next, dog. It's ready. And there's gonna be more drops on the way too. I mean, you know, the yeah. Star Jackets they they gonna come back, and they got some more stuff, man. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, right. y'all definitely ask for them starter jackets. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get me one this year. A big yeah, the most nice. Yeah. So hey, we, got we got Detroit now in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Or a little under two weeks. Finally, finally could start up. And uh, you know, hopefully we will have uh, uh Chris Jones extension done and dusted. We will have our fifty three man roster put to bed and uh Detroit will be the topic of conversation. Yeah, follow D Mac because you know if Chris Jones signed, that's a space right there. That's a yes. that's a space waiting to happen. Yes, we will be doing a space the second Chris Jones uh, signs. You know, you can follow me at D Mac. know if we ever did a five. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask about five hundred dollars, but that's kind of a tough ask. 
You're so, correct, Kyle. We were not giving up a whatever the draft pick was for Trey Lance. Fourth. It was a fourth. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Cowboys are gonna. Cowboys ain't gonna do nothing with their kid. I mean, I feel, I feel like it's a smart move for them for like insurance, just in case dad get hurt. But now Cooper Rush won't be there long, bro. That's Cooper Rush is their is their primary backup. But Trey Lance, the thing about him is he's cheap. And he is under contract for the next two years. So should they need to keep him? And should Dak not play as well as they want him to this year? And they need an option. They can throw Trey Lance out there. And and so we'll end up seeing Dak. Dak, uh, Dak is in a prove-it year. And the way his contract is set up, to say the least. So yeah, I hella thought, I hella thought uh, Cooper Rush was like a free agent after the season. I didn't know he was still on the roster. So no, yeah, they, they got him out there. QB too, man. And get Cooper Rush. But damn, you can't beat out today. You think you think Trey Lance will be able to beat out Cooper Rush, though? I mean, I get Cooper Rush. He played decent last year, but I'm just saying. Well, he just got there, so I think that's the reason why. They, they're Right. Yeah, so. He can't beat out Sam Donald. Well, no, nah, Sam Donald beat out Cooper Rush. So. Man, they, look, look. they never gave him a chance at San Francisco to, this year. I'm not saying previous years because obviously he got hurt. But this year, they the second that they, say, they signed Sam Donald, you know, the first day of free agency – we know what Brock Purdy did last year leading up to the playoffs. That was the end of it. it Trey Lance was, was done in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's no way in hell Sam Darnold played better than Trey Lance this preseason. I mean, it, it's clear that they just, they was going to stick to Brock Purdy regardless. I mean, so that's mm-hmm. why they made the move. But yep. San Fran, man, like all that conversation y'all lost, bro, like y'all could have did some things, man. If y'all would have stayed paid, y'all definitely could have built y'all team up a little more. But it is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that being said, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. Until the next episode, it's on Detroit and we've won. We out. Ring ceremony. Real rings. I feel <laughs>